official podcast coverage of OzCert's 2012 conference is brought to you by Arbor Networks. Smart. Available. Secure. Datacom TSS. Discreet. Niche. Tailored. And Sophos. Secured. Hey everyone, and welcome to this special sponsor podcast uh, coming to you from Ossert's 2012 conference on the Gold Coast. I am Patrick Gray. Our three sponsors have all chipped in so that we can bring you this coverage and, you know, get everyone paid and, and, and working on it. So we're publishing two sponsor podcasts from each of our wonderful benefactors uh, throughout the duration of the conference. In this interview, we're chatting with Declan Ingram, the principal security consultant with Datacom TSS. Datacom TSS is a relatively new Australian company that offers all of the usual services like penetration testing and app review, but we're going to be chatting to Declan about when those types of services can best be deployed. Dropping massive amounts of budget on pen testing might not be the best use of your resources, as he explains here. People see penetration testing as a real-world kind of way of validating what you know, what doesn't work, what could someone malicious really genuinely achieve? And it's very good at demonstrating that. But when you already know that there are problems, sometimes you're better spending your money sort of way back up the chain and thinking about, if we already know what the problems are now, why don't we start fixing them before we start finding more? Wow, that's just crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking? (laughs) Um, But surely there are some differences between application pen testing and network-based pen testing because quite often when you're talking about doing an app review, you know, you wind up with a much better app at the end of it. I mean, instead of just going going ahead and like re-engineering the whole thing and spending your money that way. I mean, do do you agree with that or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But let's say you've got, you know, a whole bunch of applications deployed in your environment and you say, we've got 50 applications, we want to do 50 pen tests, and you do one pen test and you find a whole bunch of problems, and you've got the same developers and the same developer guidelines and the same processes and everything for the other one, maybe you'd be better off going, okay, so we know that these are problems that are going to be here. Let's look at making sure that, you know, let's look at things a little bit holistically and, and say, okay, so we're going, to, we're going to fix these problems at the source whilst we also think about what we're going to do to sort of stop the critical ones so that our you know our precious data doesn't start leaking out through our gateways yeah so i guess you're talking more about perhaps looking at some new methodologies training sdl you know introducing an sdl that sort of stuff or yeah and also i mean simple things as as um, executive priorities you can have all of the documentation and all the procedures and everything in the world but if a senior manager stomps around on the floor and says this application will be secure, it's amazing how quickly it can happen. Really? Is it because, I mean, can they just bend reality like that when they want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's not a matter of just bending reality. It, it, it's a matter of priorities and resources. And when, when, when people are given a specific directive and, and when an organisation really makes a decision that the way that they're going to do things is actually going to be secure then I do think that it does flow down. Now, you've been involved in professional services for some time. Uh, I mean, you've been on this show uh, over the years as well, and I think, what, you've been in professional services for something like 10 years in security? Yeah. 
Now, we've already sort of uh, discussed briefly the idea that penetration testing might not necessarily be the best use of an organization's uh, uh, cash. Um, now, we've spoken, you know, prior to this interview, and you say quite often what is a really effective way of spending money is a very quick sort of paper-based review. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a couple of quick things that you can do with an organization to really uh, assess, sort of have a quick ballpark figure of, okay, you're going to find these sorts of problems. And this sort of idea came from doing, uh, you know, doing audits and stuff quite a while ago and forming in my own mind very quickly what the report was going to look like before I'd actually bothered to do any of the work. Now, of course, I did go along and do all of the work. And, and you found and absolutely nothing surprising. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, usually... And it's about it's about priorities, and it's about understanding, and it's about how much the organisation actually cares. And and sometimes you can have you can have organisations where they're quite open that security is not a priority, and they go, look, we're an X Y Z business, we just we don't know about security, we don't really care about security, we've got these other priorities. So that that that's fine. Everyone knows where they stand. And you've got other businesses who say, okay. We really care about security. We've got this secure stuff. We're, we're putting in these secure applications. We've got SSL on our um, you yeah. know, portal for people to buy things, and that's where it ends. When, when you have an organization which deals with security as a business issue, it's easy. Normally, that means that you have executives that understand the value of what it is that they're dealing with, and you can go in there and you can speak around you know, risk and actual loss and what things really mean to the business and where money is going to be well spent, and everything just magically flows down. But when security is treated as a, as a technology problem, you've usually got a you know an IT manager or a technology manager that's trying to push it up. That's when you're going to get really inconsistently applied security across an organisation, and you might find particular projects which are secure, but then of course there are other things which are not, and yeah, it just doesn't work very well. So who's doing it right? Mostly, I'd imagine. I mean, what everyone says is finance uh, is doing it right, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think there's any one industry type that's doing it right, and there are other industry sort of types or sectors which are not. I think it, it really does come down to uh, attitudes and, and willingness with, within sort of executive groups to sort of take responsibility. And I think the, the organisations that are doing it better are the ones that have a clear understanding of the value of losing something. So if you've got an organisation that has spent a lot of money on, on, on a particular thing, which is their intellectual property, that's their crown jewels, and they know that that cost them $10 million to do that, and if their competitors or anyone else got hold of that, it would be valueless. So when an organisation um, has a true value, and a true understanding of the value of the information that they've got, and they can point at something, they can say, this cost us $10 million, we're going to protect it, then it's, it's, it's very easy to do. When, when you've got organisations which have got sort of fuzzy information or, or they don't really understand the value of things or they don't think that anything that they have internally is intrinsically valuable, that's when you're going to have real problems. Now, one thing that I want to discuss very quickly before we, uh, before we wrap this up is the whole concept of red teaming uh, services. Now, you guys have a lot of ex-government types working for you, and it is a service that, uh, that you guys offer. I'm not aware of too many companies in Australia. I mean, I know there are others, but I'm not aware of too many other companies that offer this stuff. Now, what I find particularly interesting about this is it is not sold as a service that is supposed to help you to secure things. 
it's being sold as something that actually enables the person commissioning the test to get buy-in from the board to get appropriate budgets. This is a really interesting concept from like a sales point of view, isn't it? It, it is. And, um, I mean, it's, it's basically for scaring the shit out of the board. Unquestionably. And I'm surprised about how successful it's been and, and how many people have taken up on it. And it actually scares the pants off me because when, when we're doing this stuff and we're looking at it and it's not, it's not your regular pen test, it's not here is your scope, you can use these tools, you can't exploit anything unless you get approval from X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 Yeah, red blah, teaming's blah, blah. open slather. Uh, for those not familiar, a red team exercise is like, you know, complete open slather like fun pen test where you're basically going after a trophy list of informational systems by any means that you really want. You know, yeah. social engineering, dumpster diving, uh, zero day, whatever. And so when, when you have an organization and, and it's got everything that it thinks is right in place, there's, you know, there's good firewalls and there's intrusion detection systems and everything's got antivirus and, and, and all the technology boxes are ticked and people have done their training and everything else. And you do a red team and you go along and you get some ODA and that's not picked up by anything. And then you, know, you find something else and then you get a user through some social engineering and then from there you steal the passwords and everything they access and then, you know, you bypass all of these controls and you go to the board and you say, hey, look, we've just bypassed everything that you've put in place here. We know what the 12 secret herbs and spices are. <laughs> yes, we do. We've got the recipe to Coca-Cola. Yeah. And, and then you sit back and after, you know, after everyone's changed their pants and everything else and you say, okay, so what could really have been done within the business to stop this? And then, then people will start talking about priorities and, and budgets and, and, and what can really be done on an organisational level, on a whole big picture level to actually solve these problems. So it's more like a, it's a bit of a kick to the head in a, in a good way. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think that what's been sort of trending over the last 10 years or so of, of, of penetration testing is that initially everything was pretty much treated like a red team. And I remember the early pen tests that I was doing, you'd just be given a company name and then you'd just sort of go off on the internet and, and find all this different stuff and then sort of go down and see what you can do. And then over time, it became so focused and focused and focused and focused down to specific projects and then specific units of specific projects and everything else. And what happened was that everyone would, would use scope engineering to, to get rid of anything that could have stopped their project from going live or make them look bad. And, then and red get... teaming is a bit of a return to the open slather. Yeah, it's actually looking at the risks to the business in real life. I think that's, that's important. All right. Well, Declan Ingram, thank you very much for your time. It's been, uh, it's been good to catch up, and we'll see you around Ossert. Always a pleasure, Pat. Thank you.